Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good morning, everybody. I'm fired up today. I've been awake for a very long time. I got here extra early this morning because I was so excited for the day because that's how I roll. Uh, What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about Apple, of course. We're going to talk about Tesla. We're going to talk about... uh, so excited for the day. Actually, some upgrades. Sorry. Uh, What are we going to talk about today? We're excited for the day. We we got uh, some upgrades for once we're going to talk about, like maybe Beyond Meat. I saw Dennis tweet about Beyond Meat last night. We'll take some questions from our chat. Uh, Our chat, David Trainer is our guest today. He's the guy that looks deep into the footnotes of earnings reports. Dennis, what's up, man? Hi. Hi. All right. I let's just, start. I just snuck in. You did. Let's start the show. This is Pre-Market Prep with Joel Conan, Dennis Dick, and Spencer Israel. All right. Gang's all here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's up? What's up? Uh, how was everyone's night slash day? There's no hockey games. The only the only one got canceled. COVID. Oh. You no, know, I'm actually kind of worried about this because you know you get the UK. They cancel hockey game. I'm like, I don't want to go back into a lockdown. And you know, Canada, US won't, but you know, Canada, Ontario, they'll be like, ah, we're lock them down again. I'm like, I don't want to go back into a lockdown. I'm done with lockdowns. Are you done with lockdowns, Joel? I'm done with lockdowns. I'm vaccinated. I don't want to go back into a lockdown. Wait, wait, the lockdown's over. 
No, there's no, no. Unfortunately, they locked an Ontario town down, or they haven't locked it down, but they're starting Joel's to put lock- restrictions again. Wait, has got a bunch of cases. Hey, Dennis, Joel's been locked down the entire time. He hasn't left. His I didn't know. Oh. Okay, yeah, let's Joel, run. Joel, the lockdown's over, so you can come out now. Okay, all right. Let me uh, let me run down. Uh, we were training okay until uh, uh, four a.m. and Dennis got up and he was just in a bad mood and he started whacking bids. Uh, we were up about fourteen handles on the fault. session, and then we just we tanked. We went to forty fifty. We took out the triple bottom that I wanted to short going through, but did not put a stop in. Should have stayed up all night. Uh, trying to get back mid-range. Now we had three lows in the same area. Old support, new resistance. Early this morning, we got to get over 46. This is called 46.56. Crewed up a nickel, 71.34. I don't think gold has ever spent so much time in the 17.80 handle. Down 3.10, 17.85.20. Silver in the red by 19.8 cents at 22.13. Bitcoin, that's up 11.30 at 47. 725 Ethereum futures up $95 at $38.40. Uh, Triple D, before I get your opinion on the markets here, uh, tomorrow afternoon, 1 to one I'm going to be on Benzinga Live. Ooh, yes, nice. folks, on Benzinga Live with uh, Spencer Israel and uh, Gene Munster and Todd Gordon. And we're going to be talking real estate uh, stocks. We're going to be talking Apple. We're going to be talking Tesla. And we're going to be talking about the metaverse. Where oh, we're all going to be living someday. Wait, I heard Gene metaverse. talking a little bit about the metaverse. I even kind of got a couple Gene picks there. So I didn't even know the ones he might pitch. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it. That's today? That's tomorrow. Tomorrow. 1 to 1.30. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so what are you thinking here, Dennis? You afraid of the Fed? Yeah, I've been afraid of the Fed. When they pulled the punch bowl away, I've been trying to raise cash. Every time we rally, I sell more stocks. So, I don't know. I'm probably up to about 30% cash. I was sitting probably about 20 when the Fed pulled the punch bowl away. But we rally, I sell. We rally, I sell. We dip, I don't buy. Now, trading, I dip, I buy. But, I mean, long-term investment portfolio, haven't really been buying too much. I sold a couple more stocks yesterday. Sold a bank that had rallied, a Canadian bank, because some of them have come all the way back up. And I just, you know, it's so many unknowns here right now. I just feel like it's not easy sledding. And you know what? What I will say is sell the rip has been working better than buy the dip ever did. Right now, if you're just blindly selling the rip, it seems like you're making money all over the place. Because all these rips that we had last week and all these growth stocks, all are right back down. I mean, upstart, UPST, bring that one up. Beautiful rip from 157 to 200 in two days, and it's all the way back down. Uh, Unity Software was another one. You know, obviously, there's been just a ton of uh, of rips, like Square, the Square rep, that's gone. New lows on the move. I mean, it's not only that, Hog yesterday. I mean, even the value name, I was like, well, maybe. Maybe they'll give it some love, but you're still thinking, like, I'm not buying the rip, though, because they've been pulling the, the they pull it out, the wool out from underneath them there, and they did it again. So Hog gets a nice rally all the way up to almost $44. Well, and eventually the sellers just come in. They are looking to raise cash wherever there is up action. Uh, sell the rip until further notice. That's my that's what I'm that's how I'm playing it. Across the board for everything? Yeah. Yeah, because you could say, 
you know what? And, and obviously the staples have really, you know, that, that rip has not been sold. They continue to get bought. But this is not the kind of market that is healthy when you've got all the growth getting hammered and you've got a flight to staples. You've got a flight to Apple and the Apple flight kind of uh, that got pulled out a little bit yesterday too, getting help with an upgrade here today. But I mean, it's not a healthy market. This is usually the signs of, you know, of, of, of some trouble when everybody's flying into staples. So and do I really want to fly into staples like when interest rates are going higher here too? You know, because these are just, you're in them for the dividend. Well, those dividends aren't nearly as attractive. I mean, are you actually going to even beat inflation in stocks like Procter & Gamble long-term? I'm not sure about that. So, you know what? I just think, like, cash is cash is king right now, at least for a little bit. Now, eventually, we're going to get a hell of a buying opportunity. But why am I going to be the hero? Why do I want to catch the falling knife? Why do I want to buy a stock when it's making a new low? People will be talking about, oh, well, Square. Okay, well, you do have a level, 170.75, but if that gets taken out, then it's making new lows on the move, and I don't like to make buy stocks making new lows on the move. So have your levels. There's a few that haven't breached those Monday lows from last week. Those are, you know, attractive as long as those Monday lows hold. If they don't, though, I, I just think we're in this market where it's not easy buying the dip. The, the one thing that concerns me, not so much right now, but like a month from now, is, and obviously I don't know the answer to this question, but like, how much of this weakness here is just end of year tax loss selling? And we turn around in January, we, we get a, a, a conventional January effect, which basically just means uh, a lot of buying. Um, I saw a, a chart this morning that said uh, if you look at just US uh, equity funds, mutual funds, and ETFs, there are more inflows in January than there are every other month of the year combined. On average, yeah. a, lot, a lot of buying happens in January, right? Yeah, so, January effect, right? So, so that concerns me now because, uh, like, because there was stuff that I I would like to buy, but I'm not. I like I haven't been right. I I, I have a shop a, sh- a short shopping list, um, and I, I'm concerned if I don't buy now, do, will I be able to pull the trigger if we do have a run up? And I don't know. You know what I mean? So. That's why I'm sort of flirting. You could buy a little bit, but yeah, I, I just don't th- I don't feel the urgency that, oh, I'm going to miss it. I don't feel like, in, and especially in the growthy names. I mean, some of these value names, maybe they are getting too cheap. Like maybe a Macy's is getting too cheap. Again, though, it's making new lows on the move every day. So why do I want to be a hero and call a bottom? I don't wait until the stock starts going up. So it starts looking a little bit healthier because right now it doesn't look healthy. And yeah, you can say, okay, yeah, it's trading five times earnings, but Again, some of these earnings maybe have been elevated because, you know, you got that little oomph from everybody going back out to stores and stuff. So, you know, and, and, and the reopening trade, like maybe it's to do with the, with the variant here, but, you know, all these stocks have really been hit hard. So there is some opportunities out there, maybe if you've really got a long time horizon, but I just don't feel like I need to do it today. Yeah, I don't want maybe to. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't want to do it today either, but I also like, and we're afraid if I don't do it, Soon, I will miss my. Uh, you know, this is a nice fat, in some respects, a nice fat pitch because we've got a lot of stocks set down a lot this year. You know, I'm afraid if I don't do it soon, I, I'll, I'll miss my chance. So that's sort of the what I'm struggling with right now and trying to fix. So maybe the solution is to scale into something. But um, yeah, I'm certainly with you. I'm certainly not it, trying to buy this dip. On it's a market. really tough investing yeah. market because, it's, like I said, you know, in cash you're losing to inflation. So you're like, I kind of want to put it to work. 
But then at the same time, you're looking at these charts and you're like, okay, a lot of these charts look like hell. I mean, SPY has been the best place to be forever because they just rotate into those leaders. But even Apple yesterday, maybe this is where we should start to move into Apple, makes the new high almost, almost hits the $3 trillion market cap. And then they pulled they pulled the rug out from under it and the stock fell seven bucks. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, now that starts to be a concerning candle. Yes, you were lifting here this morning because you have an analyst upgrade where I don't know why, like you said, they want to upgrade it now. I guess they like to buy the dip, but a little Johnny come lately, I think, on this upgrade, I think it's an opportunity to lighten up. Now, again, I'm holding on to my long-term Apple, but as a trade here, I, I, I don't know. That was a big, I mean, a very, very extended move, right, in in Apple, right? This was like, oh, they're not going to sell any iPhones or iPhone problems. So you're straight up over 20 points. You know, folks were ganging up at 182 in the pre-market, and that ended up being pretty close to the high, trading up a buck 32. Did you get your all-time closing high yesterday? Uh, let me see here. I think you did. Your all-time no, no, you didn't. Seventy nine forty five. Oh wow, what a great number that was yesterday. Maybe not early on, but it would have came back down to there. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on one seventy five. I mean, two and a half bucks away. That was that splits the lows from the last two sessions. So it take until it takes out one seventy five. You know, you still got to favor. You know, a little bounce here. All time closing high is what you want to look at today as a good number. 179.45, that was your high on Friday. I tell you, I'd love to come out here and say, yeah, I think we should buy Santa Claus is coming to town. And and part of me thinks that. Like, it's a really, don't, this is a really tricky market to call. Because you do have, you know, the, the potential for a Santa Claus rally. You do have the January effect coming. So timing-wise, feels like we should start buying pretty soon. But then the technicals on some of these stocks, and then you look, you know, from a valuation perspective, and you're like, well, nothing is cheap. You know, there was, you know, everybody was flying around Twitter yesterday. They were looking at the P's on the mega caps, and they're trading like 35 times for the most part, which is right back to where we were in 1999. So, I mean, nothing from a valuation perspective is very cheap. Again, there is some retailers. There is some of these reopening trades that have been beat up to a certain, to enough that they are cheap from a relative valuation. I mean, the nibble General Motors got killed yesterday. Do you nibble into something like that? Or is it like, am I early to the party? Ford, you know, breakout over 21, still holding over 20. Are you buying that on the pullback? Maybe. But there's so many bloody unknowns. And the big unknown is the Fed. And if they really are pulling the punch bowl away, all stocks could go down together. I think the Fed has telegraphed what they're going to do, Dennis. I mean, I think it's... That's they, they the market's live. trading it. They've, they've <laughs> said the punch bowl's gone. He said it. He pulled the transitory word. What do you like? They 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 have telegraphed it, and that's why the market's been weak. It's not weak, the, not weak, weak. We made an all-time closing high on so Friday. You've got to get away from spy. Your your clouded spy vision is really clouding you because the average stock is down over twenty percent this year. That's your stats. Well, well who, who IWM, it? bring it up and look at IWM. We have been what, very, what do you get very, what, in, in very the words weak. of J.C. Peratz, you what have do you three get stocks, when you buy five stocks, stocks holding up SPY. SPY, yeah, SPY is great. I own SPY. It's been the best investment vehicle because it doesn't go down. But start looking at other stocks. Look outside of SPY. So, you know, do you think Square? That's been good. PayPal? I own it. That's been good. No. MasterCard? Do you own Tesla? I own How's a small Tesla? amount of Tesla. Do you own Peloton? How's your Peloton? <laughs> oh, wait, okay, oh, you're, so, you're talking um, about uh, like I like. 
less than one half of one percent of my portfolio. I mean, th- those things can go. There's so many things that can go to zero. But, I don't okay, know. So I just don't look like it. Well. Like it, we but, have to buy. Like you don't have to buy. Just you know, sit with what you have and and ride the storm. I'm I mean, going to go out on a limb and say the majority of investors out there aren't down one percent right now. I'm going to say, you know, it's probably a little bit uglier for some retail investors because the average retail stock like that has been talked about over the course of the last year is getting crushed. I mean, you know, obviously AMC and GME didn't make sense at all to be where they were. They're hammering those stocks right now. You know, they're hammering whatever hot story stock was out there. And maybe that does make sense. You know, fundamentals are mattering again. So maybe it does does all make sense. But, you know, it's just to cloud and say, yeah, this has been a fantastic year for investors. I, I, I think if you're in Spy, it's been a pretty good year. I think if you're outside of Apple and Google and Spy, you're kind of like, you know, I don't know if the investing year was that good. Um, can we move on to like the big headline of the day, which, which was Pfizer here? Because uh, Pfizer came out with uh, some data on their pill. We know that we know they were working on that. Uh, they reported phase two and phase three uh, study data on their oral uh, treatment, which is a pill of, of COVID. And they said that it, this pill reduced the risk of hospitalization or death by 89% within three days of, of the onset of symptoms. So um, that happened. That's great news obviously uh you would it, it maybe if, if it were a different time if it were if it were a few months ago you would see reopening stocks move up off that i know pfizer did but the reopening stocks really uh at least the ones i looked at hadn't really moved so much this morning at all um and maybe that's more telling right is that reopening stocks aren't moving off of what is an objectively great headline i i don't think they care okay I, I think, you know, and I do think maybe if we start to go into a situation where it starts spreading and the lockdown starts, and maybe that's what it's saying is that this isn't going to keep in check. I don't know. There's so many bloody unknowns. So maybe to Joel's point, I mean, if you want to get the hell out, you get out the hell out of the spy at the highs right now. You know, there's so many unknowns. and But maybe that's also telling that it's held up this well yeah. and there's been some bad stuff going on out there. Maybe that just means you just want to stay with that. I'll do a little Dennis if rant here. If you're buying Pfizer up uh, a buck fifty in the pre market, you're doing it wrong. I mean, this thing went to fifty six forty, Dennis. This I mean, at, at seven o'clock, this went to fi- yeah. it's, it went to fifty six forty. That's that's like a new all time high for it. Uh, just looking for a quick reset at it. Now you're down 31 cents. Now you just got to just forget about that pre-market action. I don't know if you're going to get back up there, but look at the close, the close from yesterday. If you're looking at resistance, that's 40 cents away. Uh, all time closing high by a couple bucks. Bo- oh no, by over a buck. So f- I still like 55.20 as resistance and uh, 50, 55.73. That was the all time high made in yesterday's session. And as far yeah. as like this virus and stuff, Dennis, I thought your only concern was if people were like dying. People uh, are getting sick. People get sick. That's the course of life. You got sick. You, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah I, I just. I, I think so. I don't think that the the variant is as, as strong. You know, you you when you were in the hospital, you were even saying that you know that your your nurse was saying the same thing, Spencer. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the variant is weaker. 
I'm looking at the death rates and I'm not seeing it much higher than the flu. So maybe it's weakened itself to just be a little bit of a bad flu now. That's and, what but happens. some people are getting it bad. I mean, don't kid yourself. Some people right. do die from it. But I'm not coming here. I, I am not sitting here worried about the virus. I'm worried about the Fed. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't, as a market investor right now, I'm not sitting here and saying, oh, Omicron is true. We've went through this. We know technology stocks. If the market was re- really, really worried about the virus and selling off because of the virus, they wouldn't be hammering technology stocks. That doesn't make any sense because we know the technology stocks work better in, in, in that environment. They're the ones that kicked ass in 2020. So I think this market is worried about the Fed. I'm worried about the Fed. I'm worried about inflation. You know, you see it running mm-hmm. as hot as it has in 40 years. They've got to tackle that problem. How do you tackle that problem? You stop the printing press, first of all, and then you start jacking rates. That is not good for any stock. That's why prudent money here has a little, at least a little bit of cash. I, I know that on paper, rising rates is, is bad for growth, but... We were in a rising rate environment for, for five years, 20, 2015 to 2020, and uh, growth did just fine. Well, no, we were in a rising interest rate environment for about a year and a half in there, from 2016. Like, when did they do the rate? Because you no, did this no, exercise no. with us yesterday. No, no. They, they definitely weren't raising rates in 2019. No, okay. Here, Well, they announced it in 2015. Okay. So first you have to announce it. You got to get everyone used to the idea. Um and then they raised rates here. I'll pull up a, a year and a half in there, up to like 2018. I'm looking. Give me a second. We, we, I feel like we did this exercise. Yeah, we did. So they raised rates how many times? They raised rates once in 20 in, in 20 uh, yeah 2016, uh, twice in 2016. They did in 2017. They did in 2018. Uh, uh, that was it. Uh, and the last hike came looks like in early is that the end of 2018 or early 2019. So okay, it's fine. So for three years we were in a rising rate environment, and um, growth did just fine in those three years. We right? didn't have inflation then, though. There was no inflation. All right, you got me there. Forty years. <laughs> yeah, we we don't know like what you know. I, I don't know the repercussions. This is like I've only been trading for twenty two years. I don't have a playbook on inflation, so I'm just going from the textbook and saying I'd rather own commodities. I'd rather own some inflationary stuff. I'd rather not own high growth. And you know what? That playbook is working right now. I don't know when that playbook turns. Maybe it turns January 1st and they rebuy all these Kathy names that have just been hammered. Uh, but again, I look at these Kathy names and I think, are these stocks cheap? Are these stocks, in, they're not cheap. So well they're, che- well, they're cheaper. They're cheaper, <laughs> but they're definitely not cheap on a relative basis. Uh, and then, you know, the market flies in a Procter and Gamble. And I, 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 I don't know. It's a really, really tough market to call it. When I don't know, I'm going to just have a little bit more cash just in case. So I, don't I think know. you can nibble on some stocks. If, you've got, if you're got. 100% cash, you should absolutely be nibbling, I think, if you're 100% cash. The time to be short, like people are talking about shorting GME, well, GME just fell $100 in three weeks. It just fell. It just got cut in half. I mean, the time to short GME was probably three three weeks ago, two weeks ago, maybe even last week. Now it's oversold. So I wouldn't be shorting GME now, even though I think GME could go a hell of a lot lower. It's like I'd want a, a rip to sell into. Just like even the Kathy ARKK got that nice rip to sell into. Sell the reps, don't sell the dips. Wow, that was a bad day yesterday for GME, huh? A bad morning, too. It's down again. Yeah. 
Down another four bucks. Got to 128 this morning. AMC's 21.75. I mean, is it going to 10 bucks? I think eventually it could, but I also. I can tell you one thing: it ain't going back to 70. It was $33 four days ago. So do I want to sell at 20? It just got cut by 40% in three days or 30% in three days. So now you need a rip to sell into. Do I think you should be selling the rip? I do. But I don't want to be selling a, you know, selling it short now after it's 33 to 21. I mean, it's lost $12 and 33. It's lost 33% of its value in three days. So we know why that the tip off was when Aaron was selling it. That was the start of the complete sell-off in that stock. Actually, really out, was. Out of curiosity, what day was that? So Thursday. Uh, let me guess. How do was you it Hold on. was it last week? Yeah, so it was Thursday. How do you remember that? I'm looking. Uh, I remember uh, things. No, you don't. It was probably Wednesday <laughs> after the close. <laughs> I think I'm right. I think it was Thursday. Uh, I have to, I'm losing track of my days here. It was, oh man, he, he might be right. <laughs> it, was yeah, Thursday. It, was, it was Thursday. All right. Yeah, look. Oh, oh, there's the start of the red candle. Another red candle. Another red candle. I mean, we've got all the whole the whole theory behind the whole AMC rally was that we're gonna all hold together, hold strong. And then you get the leader of the whole company and the CFO dumping all their stock. So everybody's like, wait a second. You know, wait a second. And I think you had a lot of people follow suit. So not holding. I mean, bucks. it's always easy to hold strong when the stock's not going down. When it starts going down, that's when you really see who can hold. And I tell you, there's a lot of people not holding because the stock keeps going down. But with that being said, we're we're probably oversold in the short term. We probably do for a little dead cap bounce. Uh, twenty bucks is so big because it topped out just above twenty in July of seventeen, and then it did the same thing in eighteen, and then the first the first ramp up it got to twenty. Uh, this was back during uh, uh, during uh, uh, December or January of twenty one. It got to it got to twenty, and then came back down. Was a little bit you know mellow, but when that thing busted through twenty, I mean that is when everything went absolute bananas. So twenty is the level on the downside. Down. That's yeah. uh, I, I'm not buying it there. I'm not I think selling I cover it there. Short it's there. going short to twenty. Time. I don't know Which- about ten. But would you cover a short at 20? I would cover a short. If I shorted 20, this thing 05. at 30, yeah, 2005, 2010, I'd bring in the short. And then yep. and then maybe wait for a bounce to reinitiate. Yeah. Yep. Can, can we uh can we just say that the 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 alibi that Adam Aaron gave of selling, oh, it's because I'm doing estate planning, that's an all-timer. That's an all-timer yeah. right there. It's, I, I'm in my 60s. I need to plan, uh, you know, I need to diversify, do some estate planning. Great, great one. Okay. Let, let's, All right. Let's talk about some real stuff. Yeah, okay. So let's move on here. Uh, I do want to bring up some ratings today. We never do that anymore. But we had a, a number of interesting ratings. I'll, I'll just show you the pro here. Um, we uh, uh, Upgrade and downgrade. We already mentioned the Apple upgrade, which is sort of funny because, it, it you know, it, it's been on the run. But uh, Beyond Meat. Caught uh, a in a rare upgrade yesterday to neutral uh, from Piper Sandley. Yeah, to neutral. But if I go in the pro and I look at Beyond Meat, do a search there. Uh, when is the last time we even had, um, you know, a, a, a Beyond Meat upgrade? If you sort by date, uh, May. May was the last time. So it doesn't happen that often. And if you look at the chart that Joel has up here, you can see it. It responded. 
to the upgrade. They, they do respond to upgrades. I mean, let's let's call this though. I mean, whoever is, comes and buys this at sixty nine dollars last night because they upgraded to neutral. So you had a bearish analyst that said, "Okay, it's come down enough. Let's just go neutral on it." They didn't go buy, and the stock was trading up ten percent last night on this Piper upgrade. At one time, it was up ten percent. I tweeted about this, and I was like. This is just, you know, lunacy. You got a stock in a hard downtrend. Some analyst goes from sell to neutral, just saying, okay, well, I'm not selling it anymore. And the stock goes up 10% on that. Crazy. That was a gift last night at 69. I'd sell all bounces and beyond meat until further notice. That's what I would do on it. I think the stock eventually could be like a $10 stock. I'm not joking. But, you know, again, you know, you're going to see a bounce today. It's neutral. But think about this. This is, out of all the growth stories that are out there, Beyond Meat is not the story I want to get behind. This is probably the worst of the worst, in my opinion. Um, you know, we had Mark Yusko, who was involved with, obviously, the underwriting. He was involved with, you know, the company very early when it was a private yeah. company. And he said when he could have started selling that stock when it came out, and that was when it was $90, he was selling as fast as he possibly could. There are so many other alternatives to Beyond Meat. You know, the stock's trading was trading at one time worth more than Tyson Chicken. I mean, the, the stupidity on this stock from valuation perspective was epic. You know, it was a poster child for, you know, people just blindly buying anything on a hot story. This story is ice cold. The burgers aren't even good, in my opinion. I would sell every rally possible in this stock. Um, and I think eventually it could be a hell of a lot lower. Do this not like a, Beyond Meat at all. Sneaky upgrade, huh? Because it was after the close, right? Yep. From what I'm seeing on the chart, usually, yep. you know, they, they, they do it in the morning. So that was kind no, there's of a, some. There, there's some. Some. Right, right. I just, uh, what I would say, and not in the stock, don't plan on buying it or selling it. But, you know, if you're in that, like a day trade makes a new a new low of the move yesterday, and then it gets a pop. I mean, your two-day high was 69.15, and, and they take – Hit 69 one time, and then it got just a tad over that, went to 69.46. But if you're in those kind of situations and you're long, I mean, just go look at your, you know, look at your dailies here. I think it's going to have a hard time getting back up there to that area. Maybe you get a little fluff off the open, but you're three bucks off that. So maybe I don't you know. a short hey. squeeze here or there. I'm sure there's yeah. some high short interest. So, you know, maybe they can squeeze them a bit, although there isn't a lot of shorts getting squeezed right now. I'll tell you that much in any stocks. Uh, I'll tell um, you, right? I'll tell you what. I told Lisa not to buy them a while ago. She's 30, like, I said, just 30, don't buy them. 36%, Dennis. Yeah, that, that ain't nothing. So, so there you go. So that's a catalyst to eventually get. And maybe that's what happens last night is, you know, you get the shorts panicking that it got an upgrade. It's still worth $4 billion. Holy. It's worth $4 billion. Tyson Foods is worth 30 but at one time, remember, it was approaching Tyson Chicken, you know, which is like, they make everything. <laughs> it's like your biggest chicken producer in the world. And you had Beyond Meat was going to take them out. We were never going to eat chicken again. Well, that story cooled off. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, okay, what else do we have this morning? We had Unity catching an upgrade uh, to buy, or I guess overweight, same thing, yeah, more yeah. Stanley. Uh, so ticker you. Speak, going back to probably a stock that Dennis finds more attractive in general. Yeah, for sure. I love the Unity story. So yeah. if I was going to jump into something, it would be a Unity software. And I have jumped into the stock a couple of times. Um, and I would, you know, I'm, I'm not buying it up the $3. Right now, This these kind of stocks are just out of favor. But is this one on my shopping list? Absolutely. 
you know, because I do think, you know, the thing behind the thing, Pactor was on the show on 100 saying he loves it. I love Pactor. It was lower than that when Pactor. It was like 90, $95. Because yeah. like, the first yeah. time I bought it was when he was on the show. But, you know, if it, if it got back down to 100, would I strike? Yeah. Um, do I think Unity Software could eventually be a lot higher? Yes, I do. Um, what could you nibble onto some? You could. But again, these stocks with the high valuations are really out of favor right now. But this is going to be a stock that if growth comes back into favor, this will be one that leads to charge. So I love this story a lot more than like a beyond meat. Like you think about, okay, you got all growth out of favor, these high valuation stocks out of favor. Do you want the metaverse stock or do you want the fake meat stock? I'll go with the, the metaverse stock. So I do like the story here. Area of interest for me, uh, pre-market high. We're 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 too close to it for me to say that the rally's done at one forty four eighty. But first things first, if you're long, uh, you want to get it beyond. Oh boy, November PPI must not be good, huh? We're tanking. What's uh, going on here, Dennis? Cancel bids, Dennis. Cancel bids. All right. I didn't have any out there because you're. Uh, PPI. I don't, I don't think I had a lot of bids out there. I had sales out there. PPA, PPI, PPI, <laughs> uh, a little higher than expected, 0.8% month over month compared to a 0.5% estimate. Uh, sorry, PPI did increase its mid month over month. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, it increased, yeah, it, it increased from 0.6% in October to 0.8% in November. So up a little okay. more than expected, but, yeah. You know, uh, um, we're headed toward that pre-market low of uh, of um, of forty fifty. Nothing there. Just going back to this daily chart. This I just don't like this formation here, upper right. I mean, you you know you had the three lows in the same area. A lot of air underneath here. I mean, we had that that wicked rally last week, and you know I don't think we're going to come right back down through it. Hello. I hear something else. No, we're no. good. We got you. Um, just to, you know, and I, I was just looking at the closes in this area, trying. I just this this is not a not a healthy formation here. Taking out that triple, you know, the three lows in the same area, and you're opening up a little bit to the downside. So we'll see. Next daily low is actually under forty six hundred. That would be forty five eighty seventy five. That would take a little bit of a whooping today to get down there. And just to just to finish up on on this uh, here, we're, what happened to my ratings page? There we went. Uh, so on the upgrades front, uh, we mentioned we mentioned Apple, we mentioned Beyond Meat, mentioned Unity, uh, CrowdStrike uh, got one at JP Morgan. Actually, JP Morgan had a big old note today on, on the space. They were upgrading CrowdStrike. On they new were, low. They were they were downgrading uh, Adobe, Akamai, Cloudflare, Datadog, Blue wow. Amdocs, SolarWinds, Zscaler, uh, big on North from JP Morgan. Ralph Lauren caught a downgrade from Goldman Sachs. That one's interesting. Ralph Lauren, actually, and Ollie's, O L L I, they both caught, actually, and Big Lots. Big Ollie and Ralph Lauren all caught downgrades from Goldman Sachs this morning, uh, all to sell. Uh, uh, and wow. I think that's all of note here that I'm interested in. Yeah, that makes me bullish seeing all those downgrades. Comcast, but, uh, Comcast caught another downgrade every day. It, feels, it seems like with Comcast, that stock can't stop going down. So, um, poor Comcast. Anyway, okay, uh, it is eight thirty-three. We're gonna have David Trainer on in a couple of minutes. We like David because he always he's the guy that like looks at the footnotes of the earnings reports and he actually uh, yeah does we, his we, homework. 
he looks through the adjustments. Um, so real fast, before we get to that, I did, did want to uh, bring up Tesla for just a second because sure. we did have Elon. We were wondering, we don't think he's done selling based on like the, the math of it all. He would probably have to keep going, but he hadn't sold for a couple weeks. Well, he sold a little bit more last night. Not a lot, but a little bit. Uh, I shouldn't say he sold last night. The following hit last night, he actually sold uh, on the – oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It was – it was yesterday. Was it was was the transaction, um, and he sold uh, hundred sixty nine thousand shares. Not 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 a ton. So uh, some more selling insider selling from Elon Musk. He'll probably keep doing that. Um, and if you hadn't seen Dogecoin this morning, I would check, recommend checking that chart out because Elon Musk tweeted about Dogecoin, and Dogecoin is going to the moon. So this is yeah. What's it? What's it at? Twenty cents. Yeah, oh, we're way past that, Joel. Twenty-one. We're way past twenty cents. Twenty-two. Where, where's my Where's my Doge? All right, I'll I'll uh, just for Tesla. I mean, if you looked at any of these charts of any of these growth stocks, and you've seen this formation here, I mean nine ten. I mean that uh, that that fills the gap from October twenty second. Will it do it today? Will it do it right away? No, but I mean you're gonna get a look at nine hundred in this stock. You're going to get a look at 900 long before you get a look at 995. And I'll even do that with it in the whole uh, 20 bucks. There's just nothing in there. There's nothing Joel in talking there. Just... against this buck. We're the only people that talk against their bucks, although it's kind of Lisa's buck, right? Yeah, yeah. I gave you some heat yeah. on that before, but it wasn't a Joel Alcon and hold. No, because we went out. I, I know why she liked it that one time. But um, I, I just think you got you to gotta date with 910 here. And if you really want to get bearish, 850. And Joel, actually, props to you. You were right. Dogecoin is at twenty cents on the button. Pretty exciting. There you go. Well, yeah. look at that spike this morning. Look at that. Look at that. Go wow, Sixteen go. to twenty. That's twenty-two. Sixteen right to there. twenty-two. You don't even know. Anyway, all right. There's um, so much money in just nothingness. Yeah, like, I, know. I mean, at least Ethereum. Like you know, and I have some in Ethereum. Has a you know, it's the network. It obviously has you know a lot behind you know running all the NFTs. I mean. What does Doge do? No, that's the point. Yes, you're right. It doesn't there's, do anything. There's so much money in nothing. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking when you're investing in nothing? Like, you got to go back and say, oh, yeah, but it's story's hot. Other people are going to invest I'll in it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what they're thinking. They're thinking. Yeah, please. This is a lottery ticket. And if it hits. For what? It's a lottery ticket to burn money. And if it hits, I'm rich. That's it. That's that. It, it is not any more complicated than that. This is a lottery ticket, and if it hits, I'm rich. Dennis, did we that's teach that in the stuff. class on Saturday? No, we don't. <laughs> we sell lottery tickets <laughs> in this market. That's what option rating does. It sells lottery tickets because in most the majority of those lottery that's tickets, it. you know, I I did an exercise. I remember, uh, like I don't know, it was like a ten or fifteen years ago. It was like Lotto six forty nine in Canada, and I was like. I just want to sit here and you could like go on the site and you could type in numbers or whatever. And you could see, you know, how much it made over the course of, you know, the entire eternity of time. I remember sitting there for like 20 minutes. I type in like 200 sets of numbers and the most that I won was like a hundred or like, like a thousand bucks. And, and, the, and it ran that lottery for all of the lotteries that ever happened in 80 years. So you think about that, you run, you know, a hundred sets of numbers forever and you make like a couple grand or something on the one lot on the one one hit. I mean, the most I got was like four numbers. You couldn't even get the five numbers. You have to get six to win it all. So you're sitting there buying lottery tickets. You want to change your life. You want to have your fun. It gives you your thrills. That's fine. It's entertainment. If you're trying to buy lottery tickets to change your life, 
you're trying to buy, you know, Doge to change your life, in all likelihood, you're just going to lose that money. That was very reassuring. Let's bring on David Trainer, the founder and CEO of New Constructs. Uh, let's bring him on right now. David, what's up, man? How are we doing? I'm doing great, though I would say I think the odds, honestly, and I believe everything you say, Dennis, about throwing away money on crypto, I think the odds are better in crypto than they are on the lottery. I think uh, you're it. probably right. We'll yeah, give you that one, David. <laughs> we'll give you that one. You're saying, right? Like, I mean, as you're long as tell me there's a chance. Yeah, I'm telling you. And that's all people care about. I really, I think Spencer's right about that. I mean, they're just seeing it as a lottery ticket and because it goes up, right? And most of the time, like your odds are way better than just, you know, boom or bust on a lottery. I think, I think you probably got a point there. It's probably as better odds than the lottery. It's not rational. I agree. It's still not rational, but it's more rational than the lottery. Talk to us about rational. We need some rational thought in this market because we've got the S&Ps, which are very near all-time highs. And then you have a completely different market in growth where these growth stocks have been hammered pretty much all year, but really hammered in the last month. You've got, you know, GME, AMC finally coming off. Is this market reconnecting with fundamentals? It feels like it, Dennis, right? I mean, I, I love I love your point about the dichotomy in the market. Everything on the surface at the index level looks pretty good. but What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There's some serious blood in the water underneath. And it feels like a lot of these growth names are getting reined in. The expectations embedded in those valuations still are extremely high. I mean, we do what's known as expectations investing analysis, where you reverse engineer what the company's got to do to justify the price. And the growth expectations of 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 percent compounded annually for a decade are almost non-existent in, his, in history, right? These companies are expected to grow in ways almost no company in the history of the world has ever grown. And so, yeah, it, it only a matter of time for those things to come come falling down just because there was no way they were ever going to live up to their valuations. And that's where we're at as we're reconnecting with reality here. So, so we've had a, you know, a sell-off in some stocks here. Is there anything you're looking, Santa Claus coming to town? Is there anything you're looking at buying here, David? Well, we, we recently Sectors. did a, uh, looking at buying. Yeah, you know, yeah. one of the things we did, we just did a big piece on Royal Dutch Shell, uh, you know, a, a, an oil major. And yeah. we think it's a very interesting place 
Uh, you know, all the ESG greenwashing has flooded all this money towards, you know, some ridiculous places like Rivian and Tesla. Uh, meanwhile, firms that produce the good old fashioned energy and are also very well funded to move into alternative energy are being treated like trash. Uh, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And so, yeah, we think Royal Dutch Shell, and we're going to do some a deeper dive on some other names in the space. But that that stock's trading as if its profits will permanently decline by 30 or 40 percent. And when you look at the oil demand forecast, even if you optimistically assume that everybody abides by the Paris Accord, it's only going to be 18 percent lower 10 years from now than it is today. And in fact, oil demand is going to be going up over the next couple of years. And that's from the most optimistic assumptions, I think, possible. And that would be that everybody abides by the Paris Accord, which we know in reality, almost no one does. Right. So even if they do abide by that, we're only talking about a very, very slow decline in demand. Not to mention that Royal Dutch is very well diversified into liquefied natural gas, as well as other alternative energies. And they've got the expertise and distribution network to monetize that in a way that no one else, almost no, no one else, but another super major does. So really cheap stock, really great demand outlook, really strong profitability. I mean, talking about hundreds of millions of dollars of cash flow to further fund alternative energy development. Anyway, we, we like that space. We think it's, it's overlooked. And I, I think I like to think that some of the capital that's going to be sort of reined in from these overpriced growthy names will move into some of these cheaper overlooked names. Is there anything that, like, what would it take for, like, a growthy name or a recent IPO? I know you hate those. What would it take for one of them to, uh, for you to like them? What, what would have to happen there? Uh, some of these stocks ought to come way in. I mean, there are a couple of IPOs that we've covered this year, Figs and Authentic Brands that we've, and Authentic is not out yet. But Figs, for example, we've said, you know, look, they've got actually a profitable business model, um, a super high return on capital. They're filling a new niche that no one's filled before. Uh, and we felt like that that stock actually came out slightly undervalued. It's since down as well. Um, but we were desperately looking, honestly, to be bear, bullish on, on, a, on an IPO. But Spencer, the, the honest truth is on a lot of these IPOs, uh, Sweetgreen, the most recent one, you know, I mean, look, I don't, I don't know how they ever make money selling salad, right? I mean, look, I lived in Manhattan for a long time and back in, back during the tech bubble, even then, they had these ready-to-make salad bars. Every deli has a ready-to-make salad bar. There's zero moat on on um, the sweet green business, and I just think it's a gimmick that, uh, unfortunately, too many investors bought into. They bailed out some private equity guys who needed to get it off their books. Um, that one's got to go to zero. A lot of these others got to come way, way down. I mean, I think Tesla's got to come down to 200 250 bucks. Um, most of these stocks would have to come down 80 90 percent before they would make any sense in, in owning i i think the the plethora of uh fast casual ipos this year well i i want to look into that because there's been a lot of them or, or like just general chain restaurant ipos it seems like more a lot more than usual and that that cannot be by accident um so okay you like royal dutch shell is is there anything outside of the the the, the oil patch that you're into right now, or or not really? Uh, some more traditional names, you know. GM is is, is on our focus list. Okay. Uh, you know, we just think that's undervalued relative to um, its actual earnings power and its ability to move into EV. You know, the the way the the auto market is priced these days is that 
the upstarts are going to take like 150% of the market share <laughs> by 2030. And every incumbent ice make ice ice company is going to effectively, you know, go to zero. Uh, so we think the risk reward there is great. We like some, you know, consumer staple names as well. You know, we just decent, recently did a smaller feature on Procter and Gamble. And, and we think, man, it just makes a lot of sense, you know, in, in, a, in a world where we feel like you might want to start positioning yourself to be a little more defensive. I mean, the company makes tons of money, pays a great dividend, and people still got to buy that stuff, right? It's not like the demand on that's going to fall off the shelf. Uh, Clorox is another name in that space that we also like. We're generally pretty defensive these days. Yeah. Do, how much do you care, David, about the Fed tomorrow? Is that like on a scale of one to ten? Like, like, like how much do you care? I, well, I mean, it's a, it's a it's sort of a trick question. I think tomorrow is going to be a big day. Okay. I think the Fed is increasingly recognized as being backed into a corner. I think Chairman Powell had to play nice until he got reelected, huh. and now, and seriously, right? Like you know, look, it's every politician's job to get reelected first and foremost. And now that he's sort of passed that hurdle, he's got to think about his legacy. He doesn't want to go down as a guy that led us over the cliff. And I think now he's going to start to get real. I don't think it hurts on that front that the numbers, you know, inflation, inflation expectations at 6% are the highest they've been in, in like a decade or two or three, a long, long time, right? So I think the chickens are coming home to roost. I think tomorrow is going to be a tough day uh, because, you know, look, you guys have talked about this, as, as all sophisticated investors have talked about, the fact that this can't go on forever. We can't print money. We can't pretend there's no inflation. We can't have stimulus. We can't spend money like there's zero cost to it forever without inflation. At some point, the chickens are coming home to roost. We didn't know, right? Interest rates couldn't go down forever. And uh, I think the chickens are starting to come home. The longer they wait, the faster they have to get back, right? So, you know, it's it's in Chairman Powell's best interest to start getting going on this as gradually as he can, because most people think he's maybe already too late. All right. This has given us a lot to think about here. Um, you know, Dave, David, you're, you're clearly, a, you know, think what, what's up, Dennis? No, I'm just, you know, just going back to obviously, you know, oil stock kind of makes sense in an inflationary environment. Yeah. So I get that. Is there anything else, you know, you said some consumer staples, is there anything else that makes sense? You know, if we are sticking around at a higher rate, if they are going to start raising rates and starting to tackle this inflation problem, is there any other sectors that make sense here? I, I think, you know, I don't always look at things, you know, from a pure sector view, because I'm not a thematic investor, right? Yeah. We do the work in the footnotes. Yeah. And so we love yeah. to be specific and make okay, sure. Well, that- we love specific oh, too, I, so we'll I, take I, it. <laughs> I, I, I would love to hear like, what is like one like crazy thing you saw this past earnings cycle in the footnotes? Yeah, well, we did. A, we, we just did a couple of reports. Where we published the, the companies in the S&P 500 whose earnings were most overstated and most understated. Yeah. And and one of the craziest things we saw in a firm that understated earnings was Pulte Group. And that's another space. And in, in terms of sectors, we're pretty bullish on a lot of home builders, too, because, you know, we just feel like there's more demand than supply. And that's a good thing. And some of the top performers in that space have been really profitable. Um, but Pulte Group. Uh, has understated their earnings by 60 cents per share uh, or, or about 10%. And, and most of that comes from unusual expenses in, in relation to interest that was related to, to debt or things that are no longer on the books. And there's 160 million of that. 
um, that is hidden, you can't find on the income statement that would meaningfully over uh, or, or cause the company's earnings to look worse than they are. There's another three million in severance, two million in land impairments. A lot of times, the work we're doing, you know, it just adds up um, when you look at all these little things. That's what's key to our technology is that we don't have sort of threshold of materiality where, oh well, it's just too small, we don't care about it. Our technology can look at all these things, and when you add them up, they become meaningful. So, 32 cents a share, um, or about 165 million in unusual expenses that cause them to understate earnings, which is really interesting because about 80% of the S&P right now has overstated earnings. Huh. You don't see that every day. What's up, Joel? Uh, I mean, you know, David, I mean, you're, you're sounding extremely bearish, right? And I know that you like to do your analysis, you know, off the earnings. We just finished up our earnings season. So do you think it just for, you know, uh, the next earnings season we're coming up probably in not too long after the first of the year, you think there's just going to be just a bunch of misses and a bunch of lower guidance just across the board? I mean, that's that's the feeling that I'm getting because we know what moves stocks most is earnings and the fundamentals. So are you just looking for some disasters here in Q1 and, and where are they going to be? Uh, you know, Joel, the, the natural reaction is is exactly what you said, right? That oh, we see that it's a, it's it's a it's moved away from the mean or moved away from the truth, so it'll revert immediately. What we've seen in in the last several years is that you don't know when it's going to revert. You don't know when they're going to correct or when the earnings will come back in. There's a lot of tools in the toolkit for companies to manipulate earnings. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's all going to come back right away. It'll come back in pieces, and I think what you're going to see, and this is probably what Washington wants uh, Congress, the White House, and Powell. They want a slow squeeze. You don't want to choke out all the excesses right away. You want to do it as gradually as possible, so as to not discourage the marginal investor, right, and keep the markets intact. That's the goal. We want to keep the train on the tracks. You just need to slow it down. You don't want it to be derailed. So, Joel, that's kind of my theory on when, when this okay. is going to happen. That means we're, we're walking in a landmine. Right. Or, or feel the landmines. We don't know where the blow up's going to come. And that's why we built technology to do large scale dil- diligence across all of them. So we kind of have radar where all the landmines and pick our spots intelligently and just generally avoid the landmines. That might mean we miss some of these fancy, sexy growthy names that, you know, go to the moon before falling back to Earth. But we like it that way. Are you, are you taking a defensive defensive posture as far as your own individual holdings and raising a lot? I don't need like specifics, but I mean, you know, with the stance of your take, I mean, there's always times to lighten up in the markets. Is that, you know, are you still for the theory of the, you know, the long-term theory of the market goes up or are you, are you taking some, you know, making some demand? Cause you know, everyone talks about Tina, there's no alternative. Uh, are there alternatives out there? You know, that I mean, I think it's a great point. I mean, that's part of what's driven U.S. markets the way they have is that, you know, where else are you going to go? You can put your money in Russia, China, Europe, Japan, right? Uh, and so it's by far the best place. And personally, I don't do a lot of trading trading at all just because I like to I like to stay objective. Right. I don't neutral. To say them. Yeah. I just don't want to say, hey, you're talking your book. Um you know, I would. I, I do admit, though, a couple of months ago, I did I did trim a lot of positions that had done okay. extremely well. Um, and I would, on the margin, I'd be thinking about trimming as opposed to buying. Okay. That's a that, great answer. That said, I do believe long-term holding of high quality names, you know, like firms like Microsoft, it looks expensive. I wouldn't buy it now, but I wouldn't sell it either. 
I wouldn't try to time it. Apple, Google. I mean, these are businesses that have genuinely innovated that are still relatively, I mean, they're not cheap anymore, but gosh, compared to an Amazon or Netflix or Tesla, they're super cheap. And they've got huge moats, huge cash flows. Uh, we did it. We just did a, a recent expose on Microsoft about how when you think about that business, you don't just think about how profitable it is or how fast it grows, but you got to think about the sustainability of profit growth or just how wide the moat is. Because goodness gracious, I mean, if there's been, ever been a firm that like generates serious cash flow for decades and really high returns on capital, Microsoft and Apple just, you know, are head and shoulders above everybody else with returns on capital that are way above the mean and have been sustained at that level for a long time. And that's the kind of stuff like maybe you never sell that kind of stuff, you know, at least until it gets ridiculous expensive. And it hasn't yet. Neither have. Hey, uh, fun fact. Today is actually the five year anniversary of the day that Microsoft bought LinkedIn. Uh, David Trainer, uh, David, I, I like you, man, because you, you, you're measured, right? You're, you're measured. On the one hand, you know, you, you got things you don't like. You got a couple of things you do like, but you're not too too much in either direction you're measured in, in your approach and and I, I dig that so david trainer is the founder and ceo of new constructs newconstructs.com is his site check it out they do some really good research uh david always a pleasure man uh, Thanks, happy, david. Year. happy holidays Thanks, david. we'll talk thank to you guys later. i appreciate it all good right all right uh hey if you have a ticker for us drop it in the chat we will take a look we got about seven minutes left in the hour after which Mitch will hop on one solo for a few minutes while I get ready for our, our, our all access show. So uh, let's do some ticker time here. Drop your questions and we will take a look. The first ticker I see was Bristol Meyer from R RSP. So we talked about that one yesterday because they had the buyback and the divvy yeah. raise and uh, it had a good day, as you would think. It yeah, did. And it did. Oh. Massive resistance at 60 is the problem on this one. I'm even going to look at the book because I just see it jumping out like a sore thumb. 51,000 shares. It does stand out a little bit there. 60 just looks enormous. So I don't know. It's come back a long ways from the lows. I'm not jumping in it now. Gave you a shot yesterday on this one uh, because, you know, we had talked about the quintuplet top at the 5780. It, uh, it, Opened it opened fifty seven twenty six and let's see did it did it zig and zag when it got through there no it took it took it early and took it out uh so mm, now that's going to be support uh let's see we're trading at fifty nine seventeen I'm going to go a little bit ahead of Dennis ah oh, man this sixty is the number. But the sellers started stacking up at 59.70. Here are a couple highs in a row. 59.70, 59.75, 59.94, then 60. So it doesn't get thick until the upper 60 handle for BMY. Uh, on a pullback, we probably won't see it today. Uh, support at 57. What about uh, Accenture, ACN? Have you guys seen that chart? This is from Rock the Cage 55. Wow, Accenture. I had not noticed this all-time highs. Oh, oh boy! I've got a position, so I can't talk about it. Oh, of course, okay. of course, he does. Some random stock. <laughs> well, Accenture's not random. It reports this week. Oh, do they? All right, Thursday. I didn't know that. Um, wow! What it got? Did it get some news? Uh, did it have earnings or uh, what? Thursday. Yeah, they report just... Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Uh, I won't say, I'll just say right now, um, 
new all-time high yesterday, but a red candle. But I'd say right now I'd use uh, the close as resistance, 377.72. Uh, use that as resistance. I don't think with the weak market you'll see your 381. On the downside, under set, ooh, you, next daily support level is uh, 373. But this uh, is light. This is hardly traded any volume, 845 shares. Yeah. Somebody, I forget who, asked for a reasonable entry in GlaxoSmithKline GSK, which is also on the doorstep. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I take that back. It is not on the doorstep of all-time highs, but it's on the doorstep of a 52-week at. It's, it's such a range-bound stock. It gets in the mid-30s. It's a yeah. buy. It gets up in the upper 40s or mid-40s. It's a sell. I mean, the stock has been range-bound for a decade. So is this the time? Is it going to go through 45 and break up 50 and 55 and 60? It's a great company. The dividend yield is good. It just has never been the play to buy to 45 because you eventually get a shot yeah. back at 35. Yeah, I even go, uh, I mean, the longer it takes to get to 43.50 and take that out, look for a little bit of a rollover. Uh, I mean, you're, after a move from 41 to 43, I, I don't really see, or, I mean, depends how much you're willing to risk on the stock, but I, I, I don't know. I don't, three lows on the daily at 52.70 or 42.70, but I, if I did step out there, I, you know, I'd only give it to the next daily low at 42.38. So I'm kind of kind of with Triple D on this one. All right. So many of these charts look identical. I'm trying to find ones that don't. Like, like all right, Visa. There's not many charts that like, look like Visa because Visa had a much stronger bounce than a lot of these other crazy – well, Visa and MasterCard together. But, like, those two had a much stronger bounce uh, a couple weeks ago than like a lot of these other uh, way oversold names or o- oversold is a relative term, but a lot of these beaten down names, uh, no. Visa and MasterCard uh, bounced, hmm. bounced hard. Because they move opposite to all that stuff because it's the disruptive technology that's supposed to disrupt their businesses and that's why these stocks were getting sold and now the disruptive technology stocks have all been disrupted. So <laughs> you look here and that's why they've bounced. But with that being said, I don't think that technology is going away. I don't think it's good news for them. I would sell Visa, and I've already obviously hedged my MasterCard. So, you know, I've held that in my portfolio for 15 years. And I intend to sell it in January, so hedging it out until January. So you can tell how I feel about the sector. If you feel like you need to own stocks. it on this pullback, I'd wait for the uh, for the gap fill at 204.22, and that's just about half of this move here. Comes in at uh, 202. So, uh, you know, bad day yesterday, trading down in the pre market. So, if you feel like you absolutely have to have this in your portfolio, maybe wait for the 202 area and then leaning on the 190. But it just got a pop and now pulling back. So. Definitely working on a green candle this month. That's a positive thing. But after uh, 15 years, I'm removing MasterCard from my portfolio in January. That's how much I like it. Wow. Okay. There you uh, go. That that one, that that's a statement. One more. How's the cat doing, Joel? Cat hat in French chapeau. You guys know what that's from? No idea. What, I, I don't even know what you just. Said. I just said it. The cat in the hat. You never seen that. I've seen Come the cat. I've read the cat in the hat. What? What are you talking about? I've read the book. That's it. Okay. You've seen the movie, though. Or the, um, the cartoon. No. Yeah, yeah. We, we've okay. all seen that, Joel. Triple Top 206. <laughs> Never heard of the cat in the hat. Anyway. Triple Top 206. <laughs> you got to get through that. If you're looking to buy this on a pullback, 
You've had uh, 191 to 206. It's a, what, a 15-point move, 7.5. I'd be patient, wait for 198.5, you know, 200 if you want to try it, if you feel like you want to try along on this one. All right. Cool. It is 9 o'clock, so here's what happened. Joel, we'll see you later. Yep, I'm going to go. Uh, wait, no, wait, no, don't leave yet. We need the dad joke. Thank you for that joke of the day. Uh, well, over the weekend, I'll catch up. Dads love quoting Top Gun, especially wearing aviators. That's not me. Uh, dads love asking. I, this I've never heard of this one. Does it smell like up dog in here? <laughs> Joel, what's up, dog? I've never heard that one either. Wait, wait, wait. What's up, dog? Exactly. What is that? I, I don't know. No, I just said it. I just asked you. What's up, dog? Oh, smell. I get it. It's a joke. And then no, still, the one for today. What's up, dog? What's up, dog? What's up? Uh, dads love showing off their number one dad mug, even if they bought it for themselves. That's true. Not very good ones. Okay, I'm gonna go uh, cover that. Yeah, not not good ones this day. I'm out of okay. loss today. I don't even know how to approach this market today, so I'm just gonna buy dips, sell rips like I usually do, and I'm sell short rips and buy dips. I mean, that's all that's working here, and the selling short is working better than the buying. So right. I'm sticking with that. You know, you're looking at some stocks. The Unity software is interesting. It's the only one that is interesting because it did get an upgrade today. It has been sold off with the overall market here. It was showing life. It kind of had like a little reversal day going on there yesterday. Unity software is interesting to me. I'm not in it. I kind of want to be. $130.88, though. It's 10 bucks off yesterday's low, which makes it trouble. Like, where do you stop yourself out? But I wouldn't be surprised at this one. If we start to turn, this one will go green first because of the upgrade today. All right. We'll see if that plays out. Have a good one, Dennis. Mitch was in the background. He was writing down all the tickers that y'all were dropping in the chat. Literally was. There we go. Perfect. We have a list here. Mitch, I'm going to let you run solo because I have to go prepare for Benzinga All Access, our next show, which is starting in around 13 minutes from now. Um, I've got like eight interviews scheduled today. It's going to be a big one. So Any, I'll Anybody you. on your radar that we should – be looking out for uh well at the uh you know at the risk of playing favorites uh you know i'm into this higher car company Ooh. uh wing is interesting uh, wine i'm interested in that i need some wine we we got Ob- <laughs> we got oblong which is like a cool like media play so we okay. got some cool companies i'll see you guys over there in about 13 minutes uh, but in the meantime, uh, we'll let Mitch run with the ticker time. So Yeah, see you uh, there, Spencer. All right, catch you over there. All right, guys, let's go into some of these stocks I know out there. It's a tough market right now. Uh, we've been talking about in the chat market breadth, of course. We've been looking at some of these stocks. I mean, 60% of stocks um, are underneath that SMA 200 in that bearish zone. So until this kind of changes – I'm going to definitely be watching on the bear side. Let's talk about some short opportunities today. Um, Of course, I usually do sector to industries. So let's look at technology. Um, An area where I'd pay attention to is software application. Um, We could see this. This looks like a dead cat bounce to me. A nice little bounce, high volume on that bounce, declining volume on the raise up. If it was increasing volume, 
that we wouldn't have had a negative divergence here. So to me, this shows a dead cat bounce. I'm going to be looking at some of these for shorts. Asana was one that I looked at short yesterday. Missed the kind of moves through the low, but I'll look to see if it can continue down today. Um, another one that I went short is Tesla. So we'll see if Tesla can get into that gap zone. I've been drawing this gap zone. Whew. I, I think I drew this on November 10th. I've been watching for this to come back since all the way then. Um, we're finally getting into that zone. So I'm going to look for a move towards 900 today to find some support. MasterCard is my top short of the day. I'm going to be looking for this to break down through the 339s, 340s today out the gates. And we're looking for this trend line to also get broken and head down towards that 340. One thing that also shows on here is the same thing, right? Declining volume on the on the move up showing us that negative divergence that it wants to come right back down i'll be watching for this to turn back down today all right um why do i like mastercard because if you see square it's trying to take out the lows so i'll try to see that one make sure that it takes out that low and then also look for paypal uh to get that drop too visa could also be a short but i haven't liked the price action that i saw in visa um, i'll be looking for more of that mastercard short all right, um, catching up with the chat. I do want to mention one more though. Uh, pay attention to software infrastructure. Uh, so let's go to technology. We go into their industries here. Uh, we're going to take a look at software. And then we're looking for infrastructure. We put it by capitalization here. We want the biggest stocks, right? So we want to pay attention to the big boys. So Microsoft turned around yesterday. We're going to see if it comes back and tries to attack this kind of low, this 325 today. Does Microsoft come back in that area? The big one to watch also is Adobe. It had a hard candle when we broke down that one time. Bounced back. I'm wondering if it gets back there towards the 615s today or the 620s. That will be on my watch. Of course, if you look at software infrastructure, also the same kind of looking chart. Also, dead cat bounce kind of look. If we get this flush down, I'm going to be definitely looking for some of these to get short. All right, catching up with the chat. What's going on out there? It's good to see a whole bunch of loyal uh, listeners. I wanted to give some shout outs to some people. So definitely shout out to Shelly, Richard, Spackman, Paul, France, Eagle, Daniel, Elite, Matt, Franz. What's going on out there, guys? Uh, Astora, Watermelon, RM, Vape King, Toronto, Dave, Richard. What's up out there, guys? It's good to see you guys in the chat. I love to see you guys. Uh, definitely talking in the chat and that's what it's all about or community here on pre-market prep let's keep it going miss white horse i see you all right george let's go ahead let's take a look here what is going on in the market right now towards the bell let's take a look at the spy we're starting to see some downward action we actually started cracking down here um, the real question is do we get a continued down move out the open or we're going to get a bounce um, i'm going to take a look here at beyond meat mentioned in the chat we talked a little bit about it i think this could be a potential short what i would actually look for this one is for it to attack a breakout look so make it uh have it look like it's going to 67 and then quickly turn around so if we get this pop up into that 67 and then it quickly a hard turnaround that's what i'll be looking for and beyond me to see if we get that turnaround look um another one that was mentioned in the chat oracle let's take a look here at the daily chart um, so it looks like they, they're, they're calling out a gap fill. So can it fill this gap on the downside? I'm going to be watching. 
you know, it did gap up pretty significantly there. We'll see if it comes back on down. I definitely look for a target towards 98 today. We'll see if we can get that look. Of course, the 98 would come into play with this resistance. Let's see if we can take that out today, 98.28 on the downside for Oracle. Uh, catching up with the chat here, I see a lot of people talking about AMC. Um, AMC has just been I, – I, I drew the circle, guys, on the 24th. On the 24th, I was like, yep, from here on out, if we can't get to 40, I'm not bullish AMC. And I talked about this on Money Mitch with GME. Um, when we broke 200, same thing. If we can't get back to 200, we're not in bullish stance here. EDR being mentioned in the chat multiple times. Let's take a look here. Uh, this one has been trending well. Look at the weekly chart, trying to take out highs here. Uh, but you've done now a couple of wicks up here. Look to see if 30 can hold today. If not, it looks like it could come back to 26. All right, I want to keep going, rock out as many stocks charts as I can do before 9.15. You guys do me the favor out there. Smash that like. I'm only seeing 305 like, 1,200 people here. What is wrong with you guys? Come on, support us as we support you guys doing this absolutely for free every single day. Snow being mentioned now. Hit that like button. Let's go. All right, let's take a look there at snow, snowflake. Um, if you actually see, I've been drawing these kind of trend lines, these speed trend lines. We're in this pattern right now where we're trying to hold this 340s on, on pullbacks. If we take out 320 is when I would start getting concerned about coming to 300. But for right now, it still looks in a bullish sense for me. We'll see if it can get back up there towards 380 and just stay sideways here. Um, if it stays sideways, that's a good look. And this is the weekly. Look at the daily. Um, you see how you're trying to get above these 370s. Can't get there. Uh, just make sure that we hold the 320s today on, on pullbacks. All right, let's keep going. What's up? What's up out there? Drop the likes. Let's keep going. Run up the likes, Miami. Are you an island boy? Let's go. All my island boys out there, hit the like. All right, so uh, Daniel mentioning Stitch Fix. Is it going to 10? Let's take a look there at Stitch Fix. All right, so Stitch Fix is down to 18. Did a little bounce here towards the 27 resistance or support and then really rejected hard there. Now going sideways. Could break the lows today of 18, um, but just be careful out there. Um, you know, this one is already retraced a significant amount. I'd be looking for stronger charts that are breaking down. Um, one that could turn around that did find a bounce was DraftKings, right? Dead cat bounce. It could take out the lows today, so just be careful there on DraftKings and Penn. Um, right now, a lot of stocks are looking more on the bearish side. So you got to be careful at times like this. Why? Because a lot of times we can get squeezes, right? So we could get some squeezes to come out of this downside action. What are we looking for? We're going to be looking for stocks that are oversold and have good catalysts that come out that could reverse the story, right? Right now, everything's looking to the bearish side. Everyone's starting to be a little bit worried. You want to see the story turn around. You want to see a good positive catalyst come out, maybe some future guidance. Those are the kind of things that can really swing a stock and then all of a sudden short squeeze those shorts. All right, catching up with the chat. What stock to look at here? What's going on out there? I see GRTX being mentioned. Um, let's keep it going. MP, that's an interesting one to take a look at. Let's do it. All right. MP, all right, MP materials starting to come on down here, looking like it's trying to come back to 40s. Um, let's look at my other favorite, PLL. Yeah, same thing, coming back down. 
um, actually on the pullback. So just be careful with these. I do think these could have a good run into next year, but it is looking like they're on a pullback right now. Um, one that you can watch also is lit because lithium, right? MP, lithium. So look for this trend line to kind of hold here. We broke out of this level. We tested it before. We're just starting to crack it now. We don't really want to be closing down here. So let's let's try to let it hold there. If not, you could see a turnaround in some lithium stocks and it come back down towards the support 80. Then you can come back towards the other resistance 70s, 72s looks like it. And then down towards the 55 area. Um, so those are the levels that we'll look at. All right, Lucid being mentioned in the chat here. Let's take a look at that one. I know that one's a very popular one. Uh, so to me, 38 is going to be very important if we hold that. We're still looking bullish, uh, but it is looking like it wants to break that down. And with all the kind of negative uh, news that we've been seeing in the press and not really the upside look right now, I do think that we're going to come back down closer towards this 28. And so that's going to be my level to watch here. If we could break through 36, I do think we could come back down and try this 28, eventually getting up. But I do think we could come back down to these levels. There was a major resistance for so long. So look for us to come back in that area. All right, Volta being mentioned in the chat. Cars is actually one that was on my car is actually one that was on my radar. I know Quantum, you want to talk about cars. I want to talk about car right quick, but I'll get into cars for you. I got about two minutes left, so I'm going to hurry up here. Um, so car is one that I'm looking for it to break down big. You know, I would look for a pop to 250 to give me a little bit of a fake out look. So I'm actually looking for the stock to do kind of one of these, I broke the support, I come back, I find resistance, and then it gets that crack down. So I'm going to be looking to eventually short car after this huge run. We'll see if we can get that. Um, the next one I'd take a look at, car cars.com. Um, we've been looking at uh, autos, right? Uh, used car sales really going up probably. Um, I think you're going to continue to see this a, a little bit at least. Did we fill this gap? Yeah, just be careful because we did fill this gap yesterday and we could reject from it now. So you need to see a strong move above this 18. Uh, let's take a look at the pre-market. Pre-market, it's all the way down towards 1675. Needs to find support and try back to the resistance. But right now it could break down towards 16. All right, Chegg, last one of the day. So you guys smash the like. Can we get 500 likes? Let's go ahead. So Chegg is the last one I'm going to do right here. 914. We're going to look for this to crack down. Uh, can this fill this gap? Uh, I'm not sure, guys. I don't think they have the upside look. But I'll tell you one thing. The volume is definitely coming in here. Uh, you're starting to see it come back. But you want to see it get back towards 11 million. Testing up there towards the 40. But right now, I think it's a no touch for me. It looks like it's pulling back and could continue to pull back to maybe, I'd say, this 20 um, that's kind of the support level that I'd be looking at, 20. And then from there, it could all come back to 12. Just be careful there with Chegg. I just don't see the upside story. Maybe you guys see it out there, but we'll take a look. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me today. I'm going to get you guys to all access, but stay around. Don't go anywhere. Even if you don't want to maybe listen to the companies uh, kind of present, I'll tell you guys, stick around, guys, because I'm going to be live trading in the chat. I know that we normally go to live trading. So what we want to do is bring the community on over to that chat, and we'll be talking about some trades in there. So I'll see you guys there. Smash the thumbs up. And like always, guys, we'll see you next time 
on pre-market prep. Smash that thumbs. Let's keep it going. Have a good trading day. Be careful out there. And like always, risk management over everything, guys. We'll see you next time. Stay tuned, guys. Up, up next, you guys got all access with Spencer Israel. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.